three, two, one. Welcome to the God is Awesome podcast. Thank you guys for listening, downloading, tuning in wherever you are on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spotify. We really appreciate you. This is a podcast where we um, dive into people's lives about God's testimony. Um, just being part, just forming our stories and our backgrounds and our history, um, and where I invite people, regular everyday Christians with all sorts of um, testimonies, and hopefully one of these will connect with you. Today we've got uh, my friend from church, Jeff. Jeff, please say what's up to the people. Hello, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. You're sounding crisp and clean. I'm loving it. If you guys didn't know, real quick shout out to the Unknown Godcast uh, run by uh, Jeff and his wife, Missy, and um, that they, uh, you know, they put out content, push out content all the time. Um, Jeff, in his own words, said that they read the scriptures, read the Bible, and just throw out some thoughts on there. So if you want to have a, a quick Bible study with them, um, and I'm sure they interact with their um, audience all the time. They got a worldwide audience. So um, just want to welcome him on the podcast. Um, before we get into things, uh, if you guys don't mind supporting um, this uh, particular episode by likes and loves and comments and little emojis, um, by sharing it with someone that might be interested in, um, like, might match with uh, Jeff's um, story here, that would be fantastic. If you're watching this in the future, give me a hashtag replay so I can keep track of what's going on and how we can better plan everything anyway. Anyway, um, I'm going to kick it right over to Jeff. Jeff, thank you for having um, having me, for, <laughs> for coming on to this podcast. I really appreciate it. Maybe you could start off um, about who you are, how long you've been a Christian, and, you know, where where'd you come from before you got to Christ? Well, it was a humid day in August when I was born, Aaron. We'll start there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, I'm from Connecticut originally. I've been in Florida, uh, boy, going on 17 years now, somewhere around there. So okay. I consider myself officially a Floridian at gotcha. this point. Yep. Um, was raised nominally Catholic. We weren't. We were Christmas and Easter Catholic. Christmas. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we, we, uh, I did go to CCD. Uh, What's CCD? Nothing, it's the, just a catechism. So it's okay. basically the, the schooling you go up through. I think it was, oh, was it like 10th grade is where you get confirmation. Then you're finally, finally done with that. But nothing ever clicked there. It was um, just, it was just going through of, emotions. Yeah. Something we did, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but again, church wasn't taken very seriously at all. Um, <clears throat> my move down here when I was 22, right around there. Uh, that's where I met my now wife working at a sports authority and also met Danny Vera, who goes to sunlight as well. So if I'm, All right. that's where I met Danny was way back in the day at sports authority, man, um, and was not much of a Christian. I, I guess I would consider myself agnostic. Okay. Most of my life, you know, I thought, well, yeah, maybe there's something there, but there's no way we can know. For those you of know? us who don't know what agnostic is, um, how, what's your best way to describe it? I guess you just did, but maybe just, a little bit. just not knowing. So yeah. that's kind of that's the best way to describe it. It's, it was it was almost my way of feeling safe about it, thinking, okay, well maybe there's God. I'm not denying God's there. But oh, I'm not saying he is, but I don't know. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying yeah. he is. Yeah. It's whatever. So that's, that's kind of where I was at for a long time. Um, Why do you think people are agnostic? Like you know, it, it seems like I guess I'm pretty opinionated, so it's kind of it's kind of a stretch for me to have like no opinion on something, I guess. I don't know. I have, 
like I have no opinion on where to eat, I guess is the only thing that I have, you know, like, why do you think people live in the agnostic realm for, I mean, you said you lived there for a while, right? Yeah. You know, I think it's just, you said you're very opinionated. I don't know if I am very opinionated. And I mm. think, um, I think it was a way of, because I wasn't certain, I didn't want to claim anything, you know, gotcha. I, I wasn't, I wasn't an atheist. I think to be an atheist, you have to be a little more, uh, non-believing if that's if that's a good term but uh i i wasn't very opinionated so i don't think i had i didn't take strong stances on basically anything so gotcha okay narcissism kind of was me yeah <laughs> so okay yeah. How it wasn't all of life i guess yeah for sure okay so um you're 22 um met your wife met danny is this where am i getting the timeline right how how do you yep. coming through christ here so uh I met Missy. We started dating. She was very hesitant because she's a believer. And okay. I, I was not at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have one instance where my, my mom growing up, she, she had kidney disease. So my whole life she was in dialysis, hospitals, stuff like that. And she moved down here when I was uh, 16. Okay. So when I came down here, I, I stayed with her, helped her out. And, uh, but she had a incident where she had a surgery where her dialysis graph was moved from one Part of her arm to another part and it didn't go well and she was uh for all intents she was in a coma mm. um and so that that was tough seeing her lying there and not having any response at all yeah so missy uh, we were dating at the time she said is it okay if i can we pray can we pray for your mom so i thought well it can't hurt you know yeah. And uh, she prayed, and the next day my mom woke up. So that was one of the first things that God smacked me in the oh, face. Sure. And said, yeah, like you're like, okay, this prayer thing. Oh, yeah, sure. okay, maybe, maybe this works. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that was because it was, I mean, literally the day before to to see your mom like that, not even there's no response. I mean, you're trying to get a response out of her, and there's nothing. Well, like a coma. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And then the next day she's up, you know joking around how good the pudding is in the hospital it was, <laughs> yeah it's like it was, it was it was amazing so yeah yeah that was the first thing that got me to say okay maybe this is maybe i should take this a little seriously and then uh Th that she, didn't did that really move you or that just kind of move you that like, was that moved me okay. <laughs> that was that was a big shock okay so it's shock um, i mean like you're like dude yeah. i thought she was dead right i didn't know what was going to happen and then so it went from not knowing what was going to happen to she's fine <laughs> you know and and it was you know i certainly believe it was power of prayer for sure yeah yeah and uh so missy convinced me to go to church we ended up okay. going to a uh non-denominational church in palm city okay and that was the first time i had been to any church service that wasn't a catholic mass oh and so i yeah i, I didn't know anything was it contemporary or was it like it was contemporary? Yeah, we oh, went in there. It must have been like a shock to your system. It was a complete and utter shock. <laughs> so I walk in, people are, you know, like jeans and t-shirts and playing guitars and people what? are singing and, and, you know, hands are raised. It was, it was an experience that I never. The devil's never instrument, knew. the guitar. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, and got kind of overtaken by the feeling because I never, mm. I had never felt that before. Gotcha. Church. church was always yeah. very methodic, you know, uh, Catholic mass. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So to see that, it was kind of a shock. So I kind of, at that point, felt like, oh, I'm all in. This is this is awesome. Mm. And started going to the men's group there. 
uh, reading the Bible and very quickly, I think, found out that eventually, or actually eventually found out that I had that feeling on Sunday, but I was not a changed, I was still exactly the same person. I would go in on Sunday, I'd, I'd have this great feeling, and then, but the rest of the week, there's no change in my life. I'm what, still when, kind of the same person. When you say change, what do you mean? In thinking, and attitude, and action? thinking, attitude, right? How just I go about my daily life. Nothing seemed to change in okay. my life. I was still kind of exactly the same person. But, uh, and I don't blame the church or the people there. I think mm-hmm. I just, uh, I thought I was bought in, but I, I wasn't. So help me out here. Like I'm trying to understand, were you like cussing and, and you were still cussing? Like, I don't, I don't know what you mean by like before and after here. Well, or were I you mean, skeptical or, um, skeptical maybe, I mean, I worked in construction, so, okay. um, that's not the most holy of places. If anybody sure. was working construction, you know that. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of Sunday you'd, you'd be there and you'd, you'd, you kind of do the church thing, but then Monday through Friday, it's nothing but F bombs and, you know, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I, I see what you say. Yeah. So you, when you entered into church, you kind of took that life and set it aside for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I said, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I just realized this. Jesus worked in construction. I mean, like I knew that, but I didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, side note. So, yeah. So, okay. So you weren't, you weren't feeling like you were changed. You were getting the emotion, emotive high on a Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And we did, and we did like the church. We went there for years, mm-hmm. um, but then eventually it just kind of, it just kind of faded mm-hmm. and we just stopped going altogether. And so there was maybe a, a year or two, I think in there where we weren't really going to church at all. Okay. And uh, then we started going to a church uh, locally here. Uh, we found about, out about through a friend, and it was a church plant. So there was uh, very few people there. Uh, we ended up going just to, you know, socialize with friends. And mm-hmm. you, because there's nobody there, they need people to help. So we started helping out. And uh, so we got pretty involved with that church. Were you guys dating at the time? We're missing you dating? At we the- were married at this point, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just wondering, how, how long of a timeline are we talking here? Uh, let's see. We started going to that church before we were married. So we're talking 05, maybe, to like 2010, 2011. Okay, five, six years. Somewhere around there, yeah. And then we just kind of, like I said, kind of faded off and weren't in church for a few years. And then I think, was it 2012, maybe somewhere around there, or 13, that we started going to this other church that we found out about through friends and uh, got so, heavily involved in that as well. So when you're saying, um, you mentioned in your bio that when you're going through the motions, is that what you did for the first six years of going yeah. to church? Yeah, uh, I would say it was just kind of just going through the motions, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. So uh, tell me about the church planning um, adventure. That, that was um, that was interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a, it was part of a Pentecostal denomination, but run very non-denominational. So it wasn't, if you went to the church, you wouldn't think it was, you know, really charismatic Pentecostal. It was just kind of your basic contemporary church. Um, And started doing sound, you know, setting up the sound for, you know, singing, all that sort of stuff, got really involved in that. And really over time, it, it was that church really that God used to open up 
my heart, my mind to his word. Mm. Because I would start to hear uh, the pastor, and this is not a knock on anybody, but I start to hear the pastor preaching, and it sounded like he was making the text fit his point hmm. and not actually preaching what was in the text. So what I started doing at that point was like, you know, maybe I should take this seriously. So what yeah. I did was January 1st one year, I started a daily audio Bible mm -hmm. podcast because, you know, who likes to read? <laughs> um, but so I, I started that and I did it every day. Yeah. Like Genesis got me hooked. Yeah. And then it just, it continued. And I listened to that throughout the year. And it was that probing into God's word that made me take it a little more seriously. And uh, I had never heard of like reformed theology okay. or any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but just through diving into the word a little bit and finding other kind of teachers online was introduced to that world of reformed theology. And that's what God used to just blow up my world. Gotcha. In what way? Like what about, so for some of us who are listening, um, Reformed theology um, is a version of like, is an offshoot of Protestantism, Protestant, being a Protestant. And um, it's like, uh, it, it has a special emphasis on God's sovereignty for anyone who's uh, listening out there. And I mean, that's kind of just a big, broad overstroke, so, overview. Yeah. So uh, what about God's sovereignty or uh, Reformed theology? You know what it was? It was actually, it was hearing the gospel. As silly as that sounds, I, I was in church for, for years, and I don't know how often I really heard the gospel proclaimed. Right? Mm. And so what I found when I started listening to Reformed teachers is they would open up the Bible, they would read the text, and they would explain what it meant. And you'd always hear the gospel, like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that was amazing because, you know, I believe Romans one, right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power mm -hmm. of God and salvation. So um, hearing that over and over again and really diving into trying to figure out who Jesus is, mm -hmm. is, is what God used. His word is his simple word. Yeah. Read or listened to on a podcast. He used that to, then I started actually seeing real change in my life. I, I was becoming a different person, kind uh -huh. of nicer. Right, better husband. Sure, the fruits. Better stepdad. Yeah, yeah, I actually started seeing fruits in my life. Yeah, so. yeah. So, so do you think you were saved before? When do you think you were saved? That's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, huh? Because I don't have that moment, right, where it's sure. just okay. This, this was it. I know this is when God saved me. Yeah. It was the long process and, and a slow process but yeah. uh you know maybe i would say maybe i wasn't but i believe that uh you know god sheep eventually hear his voice so sure i'm just curious you know like what is the lowest common denominator common denominator for someone to be saved is it for someone to hear the full gospel or maybe just part of it and not reject something you know like Jesus died for your sins. You got to understand what sin is, what he died for. I mean, you know, like. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's James White. I heard say this. God can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. Take, yeah, so, you know, he can take us, even if we don't have that, you know, Saul conversion where mm -hmm. we're knocked off our horse. You know what I mean? It's 
um, he can take us through many different avenues. And, and I don't know, some people like me don't have that one moment where we can say, oh, this is when God saved me. Yeah. Some people do. Some people have that yeah. amazing experience. But so when you first heard the gospel, what do you mean? OK, for some of us, uh, what do you first mean by gospel and what kind of version? Because preachers will tell you all the time, yeah, I preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. And um, like, do you do they? What qualifies? What constitutes for you to hear the gospel? Well, for me, first off is understanding what sin was. OK, um, I always thought of myself as a good person. Right. So, I mean, Gospel 101 is uh, sin separates us from God. Sure. We're, we're not good people. Yeah. God is holy and just and righteous. Mm -hmm. And our sin, even the smallest sin, pulls us. God can't dwell with us. Yeah. In sin, right. So we can't fix ourselves no matter how much we try because we will continually sin. So God in his loving mercy provided a way for us to be reconciled to himself in the person yeah, of but the son. But Jeff, I don't beat my wife. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I'm not a terrorist. You know, like, what all are right, you? Well, I'm going to go all Ray Comfort on you here. Have you ever Please. lusted after a woman? No. <laughs> number one, you're lying. Maybe one, maybe one time. But I'm not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, sin is a hard thing to like make people realize. Like, it's it's a really hard thing to make people realize. Yes, it's and, like, I, and I didn't realize it, and until I understood my own sin. And how God views that sin, I didn't understand the gospel. You can't. It's it's really hard to grasp if you don't know what sin is. You know, it's crazy. And I guess we're just talking here, but you know, I I guess it takes a like an extreme self-awareness of like constantly God revealing you to you uh how sinful you are. Like if you think about your thoughts or not just actions, right? Like it's just a thought. Mm -hmm. And then, so uh, we heard in our sermon today that everything is recorded, right? Every thought you have, like some angel up there is writing it down or something, whatever's happening up there, it's in a book. I'm like, oh, oh no, <laughs> it's bad. This is bad. This is bad. If people heard, like if people saw all my thoughts and unfortunately, you know, like, I guess I'm, I, I don't know. It's kind of just shameful just kind of mentioning it now, but it's like, Bro, we don't understand just how sinful we are. Like even now, like even I'm saying I'm a sinner. I, I still don't understand just how sinful I am. And um, it's just hard. That's a hard turtle to understand, I guess, for a lot of people. Yeah, when it's when you don't when you can't grasp that concept of sin or how sinful we actually are, it makes understanding the cross harder. Because yeah. you don't you don't quite get what the need for that is. Yeah, and then once you do, it makes it that much more beautiful. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's it's nice. That's some nice yeah. gospel. So your understanding your understanding of sin, um, I'm guessing you mentioned Romans one. Um, uh, so you're going through, I guess, Romans now, right? It's just so funny because, you know, people can hear, you know preaching all the time even good godly preaching right nothing her heretical nothing crazy but um there's nothing like hearing the word of god like there's something special about that right that and, no and, and hearing the gospel too because a lot of like missy and i when we first came to sunlight this this was the experience so the church that we were at it always felt heavy when we mean? left like we had an extra burden like do um, this like you got to right, more yeah. Right. It, it, because it's self-improvement. You're trying to better yourself through some 
a biblical principle or something, but it was something you always had to do. Mm. So it, it always kind of felt more like a burden. When we went to sunlight for the first time, I remember Missy saying, I feel so light. Like we left there just going, it, it, we've never felt that way in church. And, and he just, he just preached the gospel. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that simple, but that's, that's what we need. Yeah. You know, and, and, and we can think as Christians that, you know, we hear the gospel once we're saved. Okay. Now let's move on to other things. Uh, the gospel is a con- We need that constant reminder that we're sinners, that we fall short, uh, but that God has reconciled us to himself, that he's provided that perfect substitute in Jesus. That why, do, why do we need that? Why do we need to hear that every day? Because it, it helps lift that weight, that that burden that we have, right? I mean, when we when we sin, we have guilt and shame. You know, those those are hard to deal with. But to hear that Jesus took that guilt and that shame and the wrath of God in our place mm-hmm. on that cross, and three days later he rose, and he's yeah. seated right now raining right that's that's we need to hear that all the time but what if i say like so i i love playing devil's advocate that's what i've been doing i guess this whole podcast but what if someone says you know like um hey i just need to love myself more what what's wrong with that jeff well or what's right with that i think we need to here's the other thing i would say i think when we're when we're too focused on ourselves, we, we miss the point. That was another thing that, that was a light bulb that went off that God used was when I went to the scripture to try to find something that I could benefit from instead of reading it to see God mm-hmm. and who he is and see Jesus, uh, we're looking in the wrong place. If we're looking inward for strength, we're, we're in the wrong place. It, it all comes from Christ. Yeah. To always look to the cross. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, I mean, the the famous one right now, um, it's funny because we just get in debates with my friends is like, are you are you David in, in the story of David and Goliath? Like, how David are you? How not David are you? No, you're you're Israel shaking in the corner. Yeah, you're Israel up at the top trying to yeah. just pee themselves. That's what that's what it and for people who, um, you know, preach that, hey, uh, you're David, you could slay your giants. That's that burden that you're talking about. You got this right. giant in front of you that you're trying to slay, and this giant is called um, not enough prayer time. Right. Exactly. This, this yeah. giant is called. So you got to pray to slay it, you know. Mm-hmm. Or this giant's called uh, the sickness that you've got in your life, and uh, it's just um, it's tiring. It's yeah, and it's just another way of of adding law, right? Of adding burden, yeah. something for someone to do yeah. instead of looking to the completed work of Christ. I mean that. You know, yeah. So, are you familiar with? Um, and so, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my nerdy hat on a little bit. Okay. Are you familiar with the uh, the three um, the three uses of the law? Oh, um, as a mirror. Yeah. That, am I thinking right? Yep. Uh, mirror to uh, help to uh, show us the need, our show own us the need, need, right? Yeah, for yeah. salvation, for sure. The second, we can't live up to that standard. <laughs> Yeah, that's and that's the one you're reflecting on, right? The if yeah. the look at the use of David is to, re, or is to say like, hey, look, we can't be David, right? David's mm-hmm. better than us, and I'm talking about Jesus, right? But um, the the second one is to restrain evil in the world, right? It's just nice to not, you know, less people lying is a better thing, right? To help curb it, right? 
Right. But this is where the debate comes in is where, hey, maybe you can be David in the fact that, hey, you know what? The third use of law is to help you guide you into being more like Christ. Right. So the Ten Commandments isn't invalid because Christ came and he, you know, he picked it up perfectly. What do you think about that? Like this is a real controversial. No, uh, I, I actually agree with that. The law isn't bad. It's mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing, actually. If if we were all to live by the law of God, I think human flourishing would be this amazing thing. But we we can't. Yeah, we, we just can't. So it's okay because we we should want to be holy. Yeah, right. Um, God is holy, so we are to be holy. What is that? First mm-hmm. Peter, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay to desire to be holy. Um, so it's okay to to look at the law, but it. it you have to realize that when you fall short and you will, yeah, that there's someone who did fulfill that law perfectly. Yeah. And we find forgiveness in our strength to carry through by, by looking at the one who has fulfilled the law in every way. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I saw on Facebook the other day, um, more people are impressed by the fruit than the root. Right. Um, this, there's this like thing where we start with, Jesus Christ on the cross, God's salvation. And then we like, okay, I want to be like that out of gratitude right now, out of guilt. I don't want to earn it, but I want to, from that, I want to be that. Yes, for sure. Man, so you're going through this whole like um, theological self-reflection, sin, salvation, all this stuff. Where did this land you? How long was this um, period in your life? This was a process. This was so when I started doing kind of that daily audio Bible, it, it was in that year, that entire year, that I started taking the word of God seriously mm. and started reading it just for the first time in my life. So I'd been a Christian all these years, but I never just opened up the Bible and read it. Right. Which is amazing. But right. as soon as I started reading it, God quickly works. I mean, he's so faithful. When you seek him, he is so faithful. Yeah. And so when I started hearing about reform theology, I started reading the scriptures differently than I had before. Instead of, instead of trying to figure out some way to better my life mm-hmm. as I'm trying to, you know, find some sort of principle that I could do to make my life better. When I started to read it to find Jesus yeah, and it's all about Jesus. That's that, that was the lens. Once you put those glasses on, mm-hmm. you can't take them off. Yeah. Because yeah. he's throughout the scripture. When, when you realize that it's not, a bunch of separate books telling different stories that this is one unified story from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, you, you just, you, like I said, you can't take those lenses off. It's so let, let me ask you another little, maybe controversial topic. Would you, okay. and I think I know the um, answer what you're going to say, but I got to follow up with that too. So you believe that Jesus is on every page of the Bible. Um, the story of Christ, the story of the gospel is on is, yeah, I you know, it, it all points to Jesus. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, a hermeneutic is for those of us listening, is how you interpret the Bible, right? Your your how the how you understand it, and that's what kind of what we're talking about. Uh, Jeff used to look at the Bible as like a textbook on how to help me better improve myself. Um, but what, do you lose anything, like the context of the, you know, something in the Old Testament, if you're just looking for Jesus? It do you how do you balance that? If you're if you're like going in, isn't that like I said, Jesus bringing a meaning into a text? Um, or no, well, 
I think it can be when we're, when we're trying to look for Jesus under every rock, right? Then I think we can get a little too off track. But when we read, when we read each book in its context and think about first and foremost, when it was written and who was it written to, Mm -hmm. when we take those first, that helps kind of guardrail against, um, going way off in either direction. Right. But to, I guess I'm trying to say we read it to see how everything does kind of point to him. I mean, you know, read the book of Hebrews. Um, Jesus is the greater than, you know, better than. Yeah. Um, all the, all the uh, new moons and festivals and feasts, these were shadows, but Jesus is the substance. Yeah. So, the, you know, so it's not that we can find Jesus under every rock in the Old Testament, but the themes that we find played out in the old testament they all point to the greater reality which will be jesus yeah that's a that's a great way to put it wow everybody take notes this professor jeff is in the is in the, book. <laughs> the look at the context of a book and its passage and find the theme the central themes all point back to christ exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so let's get back to your testimony sorry i'm just like super interested no, I'm fine talk at the how are you thinking about this <laughs> theology and if anyone is interested in like you know the, the theology part of uh christianity it's really i mean what would you say to someone who's kind of like not interested in um theology like it's a big school term and you get bored because i i work with a lot of uh young adults mm-hmm. and you know sometimes they just want the practical stuff and they don't really concern themselves with like theology or Christology or, you know, all that stuff. What do you, what would you say to someone like that? I would say um, it's okay to look for the, for practical things, but I'm sorry, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. Um, so you were talking about, hold on, pragmatism. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, I've got, I've Against got a lot theology. Of, yeah. So that I've, yeah. I find a lot of times that they give it up, you know, they're like, yeah, well, we all have a theology, whether we want to, oh, yeah. you know, once you say what you think about God or who Jesus is, that's, that's theology. And yeah. Um, you know, that's like saying, um, I love my wife, but I don't really want to get to know her. You know, I mean, that's, theology is that it's knowing God. It's wanting to know who God is. Yeah. And, um, and we can't really understand ourselves unless we understand who God is, right? We're, we're created for him. Yeah. So when we seek to know him, we can better know ourselves. Yeah. Like in comparison with him, we know ourselves a little better. Mm -hmm. So after this, um, after this whole like gospel shakeup in theology, um, did you stay at the church? Where'd you go from that church? After like you know you're li- you're working your way through the Bible audiobook and stuff, what where'd you go from there? Uh, well, we it took like I said probably about a year or so until uh, we finally got to the point where um, the church wasn't it didn't have a biblical uh, foundation like the leadership. There's no accountability. Um, it was basically just pastor makes decisions and then that's it, you know. And there wasn't an eldership or anything like that. So that was one of the reasons, and the theology is one of the reasons why we eventually had to leave. It was about a year, um, and that's where we actually, uh, Danny Vera, for anybody who knows Danny, shout out to Danny, because uh, we hadn't talked to Danny. We met him years ago. We worked together at Sports Authority. Hadn't mm-hmm. talked to him in maybe 10 years. <laughs> I haven't, 
didn't see or hear from him. Right. So right in the middle of all this happening in my, in my life, right. God kind of moving, uh, showing me the gospel, leading me to, um, understand the scriptures better out of nowhere. Danny calls says, Hey, you know, I got my son. You guys mind if we hang out? Okay, sure. So we invite him over to our house and turns out he's reformed in a Christian. And literally out of nowhere, I was like, okay, this is crazy. So I was just hitting them with questions. I mean, over, I had so many questions for him because I was right on the fence yeah. of kind of reformed theology. And I was just hitting him question after question. He just had answer after answer, just giving it back. And then he pointed me towards uh, R.C. Sproul and Ligonier Ministries. And from there it was, forget about it. Game over. <laughs> yeah, game over. <laughs> yeah. So you had, did he like, so do you think consider that discipleship? Is that what that was? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I had so many questions and he was so gracious and he loved to talk about it. So I, I that was one of the greatest conversations I've had because he, um, he just kept pointing me in the right direction. And, uh, and when he left, he wasn't living here at the time. He was just in town to visit. So when he left, he said, Hey, you got to check out sunlight, you know, check it out. So that's how uh, I have a sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, Where'd you go from there? So you, you got kind of discipled. You got a, you got a Christian that you met just answering questions for you. Like you're bouncing questions off. Like, what's this, what's this, what's this? Yeah. Just answering for you. Um, what, what happened there? You, it said, you talked about how, like, was that the unhealthy church life that you were, that you were experiencing? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, like I said, the church that we were at at the time, it didn't have a biblical model there was no accountability. That was the main thing that, um, What's that mean? accountability meaning basically it was just a pastor and there was nobody holding him accountable at all. Um, there was no actual eldership in the church. There's no leadership. It was just a pastor. What, what he says goes. Okay. And so why is um, that to you? Well, there was just to give you kind of an example. So there, there was somebody who was doing music at the time, a friend of ours, mm-hmm. and he just decided that she that he couldn't do it anymore. So she was she was gone. And I always thought, you know, I think that's something you should probably talk to people about, see if that's, you know, right? Like yeah. that's a big decision just to say, okay, yeah, uh, and just make it on your own. So right. that was one of the things we thought about. And uh, it just didn't seem like uh, a biblical eldership was going to be in place anytime soon. So we just... Eventually, we just had to kind of cut ties and, and move on to another church. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Well, so uh, where are you going from here? Um, you're 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 are you you're still reformed, right? Reforming and or reformed and always reforming. Always reforming. Yeah. Still still learning. What's your plan here? What does God have in store for you? As far as man, I don't know. Um, <laughs> just living day by day here, but I uh, started doing the podcast. Um, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. And Missy, finally, just I'm always afraid of failing. So that holds me back from doing a lot of the stuff I want to do. Yeah. And uh, Missy finally, you know, encouraged me enough to just start doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing that for a couple of months and uh, broadcasting something I used to do in the past. So I like doing it. So I don't know. I'm just trying to use the talents God gives me for for his kingdom in any way that I can. So that's kind of where I'm at. Gotcha. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the the podcast. What's your podcast name? What's it about? What do you do? It's the Unknown Godcast, um, and it's Monday through Friday. Missy and I just it's like ten to fifteen minutes, super short. And because I was so impacted by a daily Bible reading, 
Um, that's the first thing we do. We just read a little bit of the Bible, just put it out there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then we just share a few of our thoughts. We always, you know, uh, put the qualifier out there. We're not pastors or, uh, elders or theologians. So you test anything we say with an open Bible, but it's more devotional. We just kind of open up the Bible. We read a little bit out loud and just try to find the gospel in it. Talk about it a little bit. Has anyone ever like challenged you on your interpretation of the Bible or not yet? I guess we're not big enough yet. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, if people start listening, I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just interested, you know, cause like whenever someone, even Christian, even in reform circles, right. We're always arguing with each other. There's always some kind of like, Oh yeah. Calvinist bar bar fight that's going on goes going on um what have you found um difficult in um sharing the gospel or sharing or trying to get people to read the bible um has that been easy is it just the podcast and you kind of let it go like what what, what are you trying to accomplish um with your podcast i guess basically with the podcast like i said when i when i started to listen to that daily audio bible Mm -hmm. I, I did. I still wasn't taking it seriously. It was like a New Year's resolution. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. But yeah. it was just hearing the word of God that that God used to, to draw me in. And so the point of the podcast really is that if we can just put the word of God out there, just another easy way for people to listen to it. Yeah. And hopefully if we can explain the gospel well in it, when we read it, hopefully people will hear it. And uh, so it's just kind of throwing the seed out there. And, you know, hopefully God will do his well, I know God will do his work. So let me ask you, uh, man, is this is such a great podcast right now and I can end it. I don't want to, because I want to, I want to ask you this question. Sure. What do you think about the quote says, um, I want to preach the gospel, but if, uh, but if I have to, I'll use words. It's a silly quote. Really? Like, yeah. Because the gospel is, you have to, it, it's news that's proclaimed. People have to hear the gospel. We have to, of course, we have to live it, right? We do, but people hear the good news by proclaiming it with your ears. You hear the gospel. So we need to preach it. People need to hear that word. I mean, they can, they can see us being nice and kind and, and uh, you know, helping out the poor and all those good things. And those are things we should do, uh, but those don't save anybody. So they need to know about Jesus. St. Francis of Assisi, you're no saying word. he's totally wrong. Silly St. Francis. <laughs> oh man let me ask you something um, i think i don't think it's yeah i think it's you always have to preach the gospel okay of course you have to live the gospel you have to live it out of course but but preaching it people need to hear it gotcha do you have any recommendations for what what if it gets too you know boring what if i i mean like I don't get tired of preaching the gospel or it's just like, it doesn't feel genuine if it's inauthentic. I don't even know what the gospel is like totally like what, what, what is some encouragement that you ha might have for someone? Cause you're sounding like a gospel Nazi right now. You know what I'm like? Well, yeah, you gotta <laughs> preach the gospel. You gotta do this. I, I kind of am man. Christ, <laughs> Christ and him crucified. There's nothing that's, else that matters. Right. That's cool, man. That's really cool. And I, I hate playing like devil's advocate, but that's just where I'm. Cause you're so, if anyone's listening right now, I really, I'm saying some of this stuff tongue in cheek. I hope you guys are picking up on it. I'm not sure if you can pick up on it if you're listening to this, but Jeff is so rock solid in his theology in in his love for God. And um, I don't know, I guess I'm just, I'm really trying to think of um, how someone on the outside might think of this, like someone who doesn't agree. You know what I mean? Like we get those, 
we got people who'd be like, dude, oh, why, yeah. why are you mm -hmm. so preaching the gospel? Like, I want to hear about God through me and dating. You know, I want to hear about God helping me get a new job or God. Well, like, why is the gospel so important? Why is it more important than so many other things? That is the power of God unto salvation. We are the biggest problem we have is not uh, our job. It's not how much money we have. Mm. The, the biggest problem we have is that we're sinners. Yeah. And without reconciliation to a holy, just God, um, we're not going to a very good place. That's the biggest problem you have. Um, so I think if you're if you're still thinking about those things, kind of external things, I don't think we we understand the God. That's why I'm a gospel. You could say I'm a gospel Nazi. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> because, you know, uh, the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those yeah. who are being saved, it's the power of God. Uh, these words are powerful. It sounds yeah. crazy to the world. It does. But those words are powerful. It sounds crazy. And and I guess that's what that verse is talking about, right? First Corinthians, right? It's this stumbling block. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, how could you really believe that there's a magical guy in the sky that listens and sees everything and is going to judge you? And he came down as a baby, you know, 2000 years ago, you know, like this all sounds crazy. And then he's going to come back riding on a, you know, a white pony with a fiery sword coming out his mouth and stuff like that. You know, like it, it sounds crazy. Uh, I love this quote that I heard today. Man, who said it? Thomas something, some Puritan preacher. They man, have good quotes. It was so, I know, man, they're so much smarter than me. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't understand. And he said, look, you're either going to fear God at the hour of your death or in hell, or you're going to fear God at, in church listening to the word of God. Yeah. And quote, either way, everyone's going to believe in God. And that's, that's scary and it's comforting and it's so many things. It's just, yeah. Philippians too, right? Every, every knee will bow. Yeah. Every tongue confess. And I never want to be like flippant about people going to hell. Look, cause there's a real reality about that. Like, I don't want to be both like, Oh, I'm not going to hell. Da, da, da. It's like, but it's, it's, it's the truth. It's the hard truth. It's the hard like, truth. And people, people don't want to hear that nowadays. People don't want to hear repent of your sin. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think, important too is not to just go out and and tell everyone else they're sinners yeah right the light of the gospel has to illuminate our own darkness first right yeah. it has to light up the, our own dark recesses yeah and from there we can lovingly proclaim the good news yeah to, to other people well people always hear the word repent for, in a country twang right like repent <laughs> <laughs> what in tarnation y'all better repent y'all sinners right like that's what happens like that's how i hear it and uh, like if, if you were if i was if i was going a wrong direction if i'm trying to get to you know chick-fil-a the promised land i'm trying to go there and i'm going the wrong way repenting just means a u-turn just around. make that u-turn right because yeah. you, you don't want to go wherever chick-fil-a is not and you don't want to go wherever god's no. not it's, exactly. It's yeah. just what it is. Yeah. Um, look, Jeff, it, it's been an absolute pleasure. Is there any anything left you want to say to um, someone who's just, you know, so my viewership on this podcast tends to be, uh, you know, Christians who, you know, it's testimonies. We're not going into deep theology. We just so happen to go a little bit into, into this one. Um, and I'd love to have you back on just to talk 
some theology and chop it up as it were. I think that's how Danny would put it. Um, do, do you have any um, uh, encouragement to someone who said, for someone to say like, hey, you know what? You need to dive into your Bible. Um, what To just dive into your Bible. Do you have any encouragement for someone who's hesitating on that? Doesn't read the word every day. You so know, it, it, it doesn't have to be a lot, right? You don't have to pick up your Bible in one day and read massive books, mm. right? Just take it verse at a time. That's it. Just, but if, if you're faithful in opening up that word and diving in, God is, is faithful to sh reveal himself to you. He, he will, if you seek him, trust me, he will reveal himself to you. Yeah. Um, and there's been no greater, uh, thing that has done more in my life that God has used to do more in my life than his word. I mean, we have that sitting in almost every household on the planet. Yeah. There's a Bible, mm -hmm. you know, and we don't take it seriously, but in it is life. Yeah. It's God's revealed word to you. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. You don't have to open it up. You don't have to read the whole thing. Just a verse at a time. Start there. So I got another controversial thing. I don't know if it's controversial. I'm just throwing these out to you, man. I'm just you're just knocking them down. I'm teeing bring, them up. Bring, bring all the controversy, man. So what do you what do you think about people who self-proclaimed, oh, I've read the Bible? Oh, I've read it back and forth. Professors, college professors read the Bible, read the same words you read. Maybe yeah. more times than you and I have read. Um, read. Maybe read the ancient texts. I don't know if you speak Hebrew or Greek, um, but maybe read those two. What do you think, what happens with those guys? I mean, it, it almost flies in the face of what you've been saying. Just read the Bible and God will speak to you. These people, and they're out there, read the Bible and not even, like, you know, I'm thinking maybe, and I don't know where he's at in his faith right now, but maybe Jordan Peterson, right? And mm -hmm. I mean, hate him or love him, I don't, I don't care, but he's someone who's read the Bible and from what I last heard, doesn't believe he's not a Christian. Maybe that's changed, maybe he's not, I don't know. What yeah, do you I don't think? He, I don't think he believes it you know, literally, mm -hmm. or, you know, it's all allegory. Right. So what happened there? What happened with him? Well, I think there's also a work of the spirit that uh, has to take place in yeah. our hearts because we can't, um, without the spirit changing this heart of stone to a heart of flesh, the fact that we, without the spirit's work in our lives, we can't see yeah. Jesus. We can't see him when we can come to those same words and just, just not see it. So mm. that's, that's the work of the spirit. So, I mean, I would, I would say, um, if you're a new Christian, I, I would, I would pray. I would mm. pray that the spirit would lead you and guide you because again, if you're truly seeking God, he will be faithful and he will reveal himself to you. Right. That, that reminds me of like Ezekiel, right? He breathes out and like the bones come alive and stuff like that. It's regeneration, that big term. Right. Uh, yeah. We're, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, about the work of the spirit. So. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's like the that's the thing. That's the thing. Is when someone it, it's not that, you know, this is a famous quote too, not that bad people become good after reading the Bible. It's that dead people come alive after the spirit right. comes. You know, it's just it's just so important, so imperative that there is like this is, you know, your favorite total depravity, right? And tulip. Mm -hmm. This is like the inability to do something, to choose God on your own, like that right. inability to come to God that he needed to come and get you. It's just, it's crazy because a lot of people think a lot of people, gosh, sorry, this is your interview, not mine, but I'm just like, that's cool. You I, got, I love this. You got me going, man. Like when <laughs> oh, a lot of people come to Christ trying to get heaven. They cut, they come become Christian because they're, they're scared that, you know, they don't want to go to hell. No one wants to go to hell. 
So I want to go to heaven. So I'm going to go and yeah, I think that's where you were. That's why you were agnostic, yeah. right? I mean, that yeah. I want to go to heaven, mm -hmm. but it's not so. Or, or if there's if there's a hell, I just don't want to go there. Yeah, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. <laughs> like, let me just play my card safe. Like, if it's not right. real, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not so much about acquiring heaven as much as heaven came down and acquired you. Yeah, you know, like heaven made the first move here, and um, you know. Yeah, when it talks about being dead, another analogy there is, we, you know, we think of, uh, I think it was R.C. Sproul who said this, we, we think of, you know, we're in the water, we're treading water, and, and Jesus throws us this, you know, life preserver, and we grab on and hold on, and he, he brings us up on the boat. Mm -hmm. But it's more like we're dead on the bottom of the lake, and he dives down, <laughs> brings us yeah. up, and then gives us life. Yeah. Holy Spirit, pow! Well, man, praise God that I could, uh, we could have a, an awesome conversation about the spirit and oh man, I got to go through this again and like line out what we talked about and just like put it in the description. You guys, if you guys haven't already tune into the unknown Godcast. Uh, check out, I'm sure it's on his Facebook. You just search it. You'll be able to find it. I'll send a link into the description too. be sure to watch it, subscribe, follow all that stuff. Um, Jeff is, and his, and his wife are, are fantastic people. I don't get to see you guys enough and, and say what's up to you guys. Yeah. Um, we need to do this more. I love this conversation. I, I, bro, you're telling me like, I love this. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, guys, just man, praise God for, um, his work in your life. Uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, we'd like to finish off with, um, the same question every episode, Jeff, why do you think God is awesome? God is awesome because he created everything. Let's look out the expanse of the universe. All of it's his, and yet he cares for your soul hmm. in such a way that he held back nothing to reconcile you to himself. And that's, that's how God's amazing. That's that gospel right there. Jeff, keep talking Seriously. about it. Keep preaching it, brother. <laughs> keep talking, keep preaching. I'm loving it. Gospel Nazis, gospel ninjas proud. And um, yeah, guys, um, thank you guys for watching. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just in my thoughts, man. You got me in my thoughts. We'll definitely do this again for sure. Hey guys, if you are watching, if you still made it um, to the end with us, uh, we really want to thank you. Um, eventually, we'll have some kind of prize, but not right now because we're still poor. And um, to, <laughs> check the descriptions and stuff. Hit a hashtag replay, like and um, and share this video. If anyone who struggled with any of these things, like you know, was an agnostic, is kind of just loafing around in church, isn't really t reading the Bible, but calling themselves Christian, like this is a great podcast for them to listen to. Um, and uh, Jeff, thank you so much again for joining me on the God Is Awesome podcast. We love you all. We'll see you all.